Welcome to where truth becomes a discussion, where reality becomes a topic. We all have a choice in life. Why not choose to be greater than? Make sure you follow us on Instagram at me underscore I am greater. And don't forget to download the me app in your mobile app stores. Today I want to talk about being shieldless. What does it mean to be shieldless? Being shieldless is when someone mentally enslaves your innocence to violate your mind, body, and soul. Being shieldless is having no protection and having no help. Being shieldless is feeling like you have to accept the mental and physical wrongs being done to you because you feel no one else will listen or no one else has listened. Being shieldless is being a victim of rape or sexual assault. You see, this is a serious problem that happens way too often to teens and young adults and overall just in general. Let me give you some statistics so you understand what I'm talking about a little bit better. A majority of sexual assault victims range from ages 12 to 17. With that, every 9 out of 10 victims are female, and every 1 out of 10 victims is a male. And what bothers me the most is that only 5 out of every 1,000 perpetrators will end up in prison. That's 5 out of every 1,000 perpetrators end up or will end up in prison after committing a sexual assault. Or a rape. And you can check the facts of what I'm saying on rain.org. That's where I researched it at. It's R-A-I-N-N dot org. And this is the National Sexual Assault website. Now, when these sexual assaults occur, the perpetrators, they could be one of the people closest to you. Such as a family member, a friend. Or it can be somebody you never knew. You know, it can be a complete stranger. But not having these individuals locked up is a problem. It's a problem because it causes everlasting damage to the victims. It sends the wrong message to the perpetrators that they can get away with this. You see what I'm saying? And the victims have to deal with this the rest of their lives. This can cause victims... To turn to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, abusive relationships, suicide, suicide attempts, prostitution. They may even end up going to mental institutions because they can't bear the memory of the trauma because it's just unbearable. It takes a tremendous amount of strength to overcome this type of trauma. But I want you to know that if you have been a victim of rape, or sexual assault, that you can overcome this trauma. You can overcome it. You know, a person near and dear to me was a victim of sexual assault. And they were sexually assaulted by someone in their family. And after the sexual assault or the rape had occurred, she did speak out. She did tell the one she felt were there to protect her, were there to help her. And 
when she did speak to them, they told her she made it up. They silenced her. They made her out to be a liar, not only to them, but to herself. You know, they treated her pain as if it were a scratch that needed a Band-Aid, knowing she was underneath the concrete surface, scratching at the concrete for a breath of fresh air. Till this day, the thought of her not getting justice, it just gets under my skin. It's the fact that she spoke up and no one believed her in her own family. And some of you out there have been through this or feel like this will happen to you. But I I want you to understand that you don't have to go down that same silent road because one person told you they didn't believe you or a group of family members told you you were a liar. You don't have to go through with knowing who to tell. Because nowadays, there are organizations such as RAIN that specifically help with these type of situations. With that being said, I want you to know, speak up. If you have been a victim, speak up. If you encounter this type of traumatic situation, which I pray that you never do, speak up. Be heard. The silence of a victim is the silence of a soul. Don't let fear Don't let the thought of what can occur, don't let intimidation keep you from speaking your truth and having that person locked away. Don't protect the person who stole your innocence from you because they weren't into the thought of protecting you. And I do understand that some victims out there, they just just want it to be over and they never want to deal with it again. But that can lead to a perpetrator having another victim, or that could lead to the perpetrator making you a victim for the second time or a third time. I get that people out there who are victims still have sympathy for the perpetrator. And they're like, I don't want to get the cops involved. I don't want to expose them. It could ruin this person's life, maybe even affect the lifestyle of the perpetrator's children, which you as the victim might know. You know, it could affect the marriage of the perpetrator, you know, who you might be friends with. You might know the person's spouse and so on. I get that. I do. But you're more important than them at this point. Your life is more important. You have the right to not be violated. You have the right to not be physically and emotionally scarred. You need to understand that you should never question nor come between the consequence of someone who was clear with their intent on violating you, no matter who they are. You are still an individual. You still have rights. You still deserve your freedoms and you deserve to be free. Your body belongs to you. And the last time I checked, when you took something from somebody that didn't belong to you, It was a crime, and crimes are dealt with in the court of law. And I really hope you understand that as a victim, that your silence doesn't stop them from doing it again, and that your silence doesn't heal you. You deserve to be healed. You deserve to be free. You deserve for this not even to happen to you. But since it did, you deserve the benefit of it coming to an end with justice served. Sexual assault or rape, it's one of those things that 
that seem unpreventable. In certain situations, you can't prevent it. You don't know that this person has had it out for you or is looking to take advantage of you in that manner. You just don't know. But what I want to talk about now are acts you can take in certain settings that can help with preventing a rape or sexual assault from occurring. For instance, parties or kickbacks or chilling at someone's house in the dorm room or etc. with a large crowd of people. Or maybe like 10. Doesn't even have to be that big. I think the first thing you need to understand is attendance. Who is there and who is your friend? Right? When attending something like this, you do not want to go alone. Go with someone trustworthy. Go with someone responsible. And go with someone who actually has your back, who actually cares for you. I don't say this so they can babysit while you go act all wild and, you know, be on the ropes and doing whatever you're trying to do. I say this so that you have an extra set of protection. You know, for example, say you need to use the restroom because you're feeling a little lightheaded or you just got to use the restroom because you got to use the restroom. Your friend going with you to the restroom provides you that extra security. They provide you those extra set of eyes. They provide you that extra cell phone just in case you got to start recording something. You know what I'm saying? I believe that telling people you'll be right back is not good enough anymore in these type of atmospheres. So the words, I'll be right back, now have to become the words, we'll be right back. Now we're going to get into drinking beverages in these types of atmospheres. If you did not buy it from the store, if you did not bring it from home, if you did not get it from the faucet, or it wasn't sealed when it was given to you, do not drink it because you don't know who put what in it. Also, never leave your beverage lying around. Don't leave it anywhere without your eyes being on it. It can present someone the opportunity to put something in it without you knowing. Now we're going to talk about smoking. If you indulge in vaping or smoking, I suggest not taking any puffs or any hits from someone you don't know or don't trust. If you're not for sure what's in it, don't hit it. It's that simple. You know, some people have exposed themselves to higher tolerances for what they smoke. And if you don't have that same tolerance, it can be a bad situation for you. There are also people out there who lace their products for reasons only they know. So to keep yourself in a safe zone, if you don't know what's in it, don't hit it. And being told what's in it, don't count. That ain't good enough. You got to know 100% for sure what you're taking a hit of. The next topic is activities, like doing things by yourself. For example, going to jog, exercising, or a walk or whatnot, coming home from school, right? Or going to school. Here are some of the things you could do before you start that activity. Make sure your phone is fully charged and operating properly. If your phone's not fully charged, that's cool. Just make sure you have more than enough battery to make a phone call or record a situation. Also, call and text someone to let them know where you are and where you're going or where the activity you're partaking is taking place. Okay? Make sure the location setting on your phone is on. 
just in case somebody needs to track you because you never know. Be observant. Pay close attention to detail to the things around you. Pay close attention to the detail to the people around you. Right? I know some of us get our music going and we get to dancing and daydreaming. No, 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 no. Be aware. Be cautious. Pay attention to detail. Right? If someone presents themselves and is, you know, making you feel awkward because they've been like following you for a while, get your phone and start going live because they don't want to be seen. So go live. But if you feel you don't like social media and aren't really intertwined with it like that, or you feel the followers on your social media aren't trustworthy or that type of protection, then make a phone call and give out your location to whoever you're on the phone with. If they don't pick up, leave a message. Call another person and leave another message if that person don't pick up. And give out the description of the person that's following you. You know, hey, it's some guy following me. is about six feet three, black trench coat with a beanie on, red and black shoes. You know, make the perpetrator aware that you're describing them. Throw them off. Get them away from you. This next topic is about flirting and teasing and how sometimes it can become too much and can create a toxic situation just by not understanding what you're doing. And I want to make myself very clear when I say flirting. I mean extreme flirting. I mean when you're showcasing parts of your body to somebody and giving them the idea that you want them as bad as they may want you. I'm talking about that kind of flirting where it's overly excessive, overly exposing yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Not the simple flirt where you wink or you give somebody a little eye contact for over three seconds. Not that type. I'm talking about excessive flirting, right? When it comes to revealing your body parts and being sexual with your body gestures, but not having sex. When you cross that line, right? And there are rape incidents or sexual assault incidents that occur when these things go too far and someone takes advantage or gets the wrong signal. And it's, I'm going to break it down to you, right? When someone is teased, it does two things for two people, right? We're going to talk about the teaser first. It can give the teaser a sense of power, a sense of control. And having control can be a strong desire in some of us as people. It can also be a limitation point for pleasure. Knowing what you want to hold back from, but being on the edge provides a certain rush that your mind and body feel is worth indulging in, right? But there's a flip side. There's the person responding to that. You know, and from their perspective, it could be, If all is right, we're always almost there, and you never say no, we just haven't gone all the way because you stopped. The thought of not going all the way can be overbearing to them or to some. This has the possibility to make them become eager and in some cases more aggressive in their behavior to get all the way there. 
The second reaction can be frustration. It can lead the person being teased to get frustrated, leading them to force themselves onto you and not taking no for an answer because they feel that they're always being left powerless as you touch and kiss on them, creating pleasure, but you're light switching them as it happens. And when I say light switch, I mean you're turning it on and you're turning it off. One minute you're pleasing them and then you're not and then you're right back to pleasing them mentally or physically, but not going all the way, but making it seem like it is. It's as if you're playing a mind game with their, with their pleasure, which can be a dangerous combination. Now, let me make this clear. Regardless of what teasing has occurred, no means no. There are no buts. If they say no, then you stop. If that means you have to tell them no when they start flirting with you, do it. If that means you have to tell them no when they start trying to kiss and touch on you and tease you, do it. Especially if the signs of a teaser have shown this person is not willing to take it all the way. You have to separate yourself from this person because they're only teasing. They're only leading you on. And in order to control yourself, you have to separate because sometimes the urge to want something can be stronger than your will to do the right thing. And it's not worth it. It is not worth it. And to the teaser, going to these measures to feel that type of rush or have that type of control and power, stop it. Stop it. It is not worth it. It can put you in a dangerous situation and it's not worth it. Teasing is not worth someone taking advantage of you because the signs and signals you're giving off is making them feel like they can go all the way or making them feel like you want it to go that far to the point to where when they hear no, that, that's you playing. It's not worth it. Teasing is not worth the physical and emotional scarring that is going to create. It's not worth it. Stop it. I want to close this conversation by saying this. To anyone who has been a victim of sexual assault or rape, you are greater than. You can overcome this. Don't put yourselves in, in this box to feel limited to what you are to society. You are someone. You can speak out. You can be heard. You can be somebody's hero. And I say this because one of my heroes has been a victim of sexual assault. They have also gone on in life to have three kids, two college degrees, get married, run a successful business. And this person has not let their past drive them off the path of their current success and happiness in life. And I want y'all to understand that. 